greet your neighbor with a hearty good morning to you. It's Hallelujah. Amen. John, you did my heart a world of good, buddy. So good to have you here in the house of the Lord. You look good sitting there. Brother Josh, wouldn't that be a good permanent spot for him? Yeah, I like that real well. Yeah, give him a great big hand. Hallelujah. For those that don't know John, maybe new that don't know John, John is my buddy. We go back a long, long time, and I owe a lot of debt and gratitude to him. And uh, we've been friends in some good times and rough times and, and, the, and the right times. And so we thank the Lord for that. He, God brought him through a heart surgery this, this last year. And, uh, and sometimes heart surgeries don't, don't leave us with a lot of strength, but we're sure glad to have you with us here today, John. We so love you with all of our hearts. So love each and every one of you. Isn't it good to be in the house of the Lord? Amen. I was thinking this morning as I was thinking as we're closing the year down and I was thinking about all the great times that we've had this year. The great preachers that have stood behind this sacred desk and preached the word of God and we've had the best of the best. God's been so good to us they came and preached in convention-like atmospheres, whether it was normal services or Labor Day meetings. And you as an audience are, are so pleasurable to preach to. I think about that. It's kind of almost difficult sometimes for us to go away because this is a convention atmosphere almost every service. And so you bring that. You're the one coming, pulling on the word of the Lord, and we thank you for that. As we press towards a new year, may it only get stronger and stronger and stronger. And we come and we look back at the cycles of a decade or a cycle of a year and and go and we see the ones that have left us and their time run out and they're standing on the other side screaming, come on, come on, come on. We didn't lose them. We just gained heaven's glory. And so we want to just so take advantage of the time that we have here Thank you for you being here on this morning, and we certainly love you with all of our hearts. If you will turn with me to Joshua chapter 1 this morning. Amen. Got a note this morning that just encouraged my heart to preach with everything that's in me. Uh, A precious sister that is calling out for God to do a a miracle in her life, and, and she's already listened to last night's service twice this morning. Amen, Brother Jeremy, and she's a long way away from here, but she said that's exactly what she needed. She said the doctor has given her up, and, um, and we just pray that God would just reach forth today, minister to her, and take her by the hand in a special way. And several others have already wrote me this morning about what last night's meeting meant to them. So may today be just as powerful and you might be find this interesting, but Brother Tim Pruitt is preaching on this morning, courage. We must have the same boss. Amen. He sent me his text this morning, and I said, wow, wow, wow. Devil's in for a really bad day today, and so, amen. God bless you. We love you with all of our hearts, and we wish you a, 
a happy new year. We'll be gone next weekend to Brother Biscals and Brother Tom Ray's to preach their New Year's meeting. And so if you would pray for me that God would just be with us, you want to tune into that, you can. That'll be on Friday night, no sir, Saturday service, and then Sunday morning and Sunday night. Remember, there's three to four hours difference in us. So amen. God bless you. If you pray for us, that God would do a work for us. Amen. How many would do that? Amen. Well, God bless the rest of you. Amen. Amen. How may we do that? God bless you. Amen. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 5. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so will I be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Be strong and of good courage. For unto this people thou shalt divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do all according to the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from the right hand or the left hand, left that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then shalt thou make thy way prosperous, and then shalt thou have good success. Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. You may be seated. May the Lord bless the reading of his word this morning. Amen. How many is ready to have church? Amen. Any good to us? Fear is mentioned in the scriptures 600 times. So it's something that we'll have to deal with as mortal beings. The scripture tells us that man is born of woman. It's few days and it's full of trouble. This is the only spot that you're going to have to deal with the Satan's temptations and his trials and his, and his mockery and all of the, the things that he would come against you with so he knows that he only has a lot of time to do that. Whether we're born there and, and live a week or we live to be 110 years old. Sister Nancy's mother is 98 years old. It is a body that now has become a body of torment. It's a body that has trapped her. But one day God will liberate her and give her a brand new body. The body that we're going to is a body that don't have any toll or agony or sorrow. It'll never be afflicted ever again. So Satan realizes that this is the only spot. He couldn't get to you and God before the foundation of the world. But this is the only time element that he'll ever be able to get to you. Now we realize in our feeble humanity that sometimes we run out of fuel, we run out of energy, we run out of desire sometimes. Sometimes we can't see through the corner next week. We don't know how in the world we're going to make it. But when we realize that God is inside of us and God is omnipotent, he's infinite. He's got the whole world in his hands. Sometimes we can't see. Kind of, we want to we, we wanna have a faith to where that we can see it happening. Well, let's just think about the faith that God has. He spins a world into existence. 
and he tosses it on his fingertips and, and he hangs it in midair. And it's never lost a revolution. And when he's spinning in midair, it's the only plan in our celestial uh, uh, zodiac to which it's got life on it. Are you with me? Of all the millions of stars that, that God just spinned into the universe, this is the only one that's got life. Are you with me? It makes a good conspiracy theory that there's margins and, and there's this one and that and that and that and that, but this one seems to be the only one that's got life. And God spoke it into existence and spend it. And he hung it on nothing. So if God could do that, what about God being able to take care of you? He said one day Adam's race had been backed into a corner. The law had failed, justice had failed, the prophets had failed, the judges had failed. Everything that God sent to the earth had failed. And Adam's race stood defeated, sickness among them, death among them, everything, the death horrors and in every place, nothing could be done. But in heaven, there was one that stepped out, the son of God, and said, this day, I give my life for Adam's race. The angels asked him, what will you do? What will you do? He came, to, he came to earth and he looked upon a bunch of men and women that wanted to serve the Lord. They couldn't. They couldn't. Let me just say, there was a time in my life I wanted to serve God, but I couldn't. I made vows, I made promises that I could, and I just seemed to be falling back in the same rut over and over and over again. But when you finally meet Jesus, are you with me? He makes the difference in your life. So much temptation, so much sin, so much sickness, so much troubles on every hand. Everything had failed. And he looked till the darkest spot of man's fear, that was death. It's always been our greatest fear was death. And he ran to Calvary and got the thickest bunch of spears and threw them into his heart and cried back, take what I leave and the baptism of the Holy Ghost and fight. The scripture says this, this, when the enemy shall come in like a flood, how many has ever felt like he came your way? When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. John 19.10, we mentioned this last night. Then said the disciple Pilate unto him, speakest thou not unto me, thou, thou knowest, thou not that I have power to crucify thee and power to release thee. That was a mortal man looking at Jesus, thinking, I have power to kill you. I have power to give you life. Are you with me? And without God, God gave him the oxygen to breathe. Just sometimes you need to look at the ones that are so tormenting you. And just, and all of their their vocals and all of their cursings and all their making funds, just laugh at it. It is my God that gives you strength. 
It is my God that gives you the oxygen to breathe that you're cursing with. And Jesus answered, thou couldest have no power at all against me except it were given thee from above. Therefore he delivered me unto thee. Hath the greatest sin. The scriptures of Mark chapter 16 and verse 15, which is the final commission. And he said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, and he that believeth not shall be damned. Notice this now. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Ezekiel chapter 10 and verse four, I believe it is, arise for this matter belongeth unto thee. We also will be with thee and be of good courage and do it. (laughs) Andrew sent me this note last night after preaching the service. Arise, get up, stop crying. We're with you. Be of good courage. Do it. (laughs) Hallelujah. Brother Ron, I didn't know I was coming to a pep rally. Yep, you are. I read this to you last night. I wrote some things down the other day. I've been sick before, but I made it. I've been broke before, but I made it. You remember them days, Brother John? I've been broken hearted before. How many of you have ever been broken hearted? But I made it. I cried all night, but I made it. I've been betrayed, but I made it. I've been lied on, but I made it. I've been destitute, but I made it. I've been rejected. Won't you just tell the devil, I made it. (laughs) Hallelujah. Some things go good with a smile. Won't you just tell him, I made it. (laughs) You thought you had me, but I made it. You thought you was gonna destroy me, but I made it. Hallelujah. Must I be carried home to heaven on a flowery bed of ease while others fought to win the prize and they'll sail through bloody seas. If I must reign, if I must fight, I must reign. Increase my courage, Lord. Here's another little saying for you. Amen. I like it when I get inspired and we start writing a little bit. Be still and know that I'm God. <laughs> Hallelujah. We just got to get to a spot sometimes where God will just, you know, silence us, gives quiet for a few minutes. I'm bigger than your problem. 
I'm bigger than your circumstance. I'm bigger than your situation. This is not your battle. You don't have to handle this. Go ahead and smile now. Go ahead and smile. This is a happy congregation. This is God's battle. Just lay your hand over on the seat of the people that ain't here today that you know should be here. Just say, this is God's battle. This, now listen, after a while, you're going you're gonna to be fussing because things are getting tight in here. But remember, it was you that laid your hand over on the seat. And you said, this is God's battle. You don't have to handle this. This is God's battle. God will work it out. All you have to do is be still and know that I am God. Brother Branham was answering the critic. He says, how do you feel, Brother Branham, when you stand there and see people coming in different languages and things? Are you afraid? No, sir. No, sir. He said, Never been afraid yet because he told me and I believe that it's the truth. If he told me tonight to go to the presidential graveyard and raise up George Washington tomorrow morning, I'd invite the whole world. Come and see it done. And he said, bring every critic that you can and stand them around. You're going to see the glory of God and set a chair over there where you can sit down and rest a little while. He'll be here in just a few minutes. That's confidence in it, isn't it? He said Jesus never cried when they brought the maniac boy to him. The one that had epilepsy, fallen into the fire, he never said, Father, I'm your son and, and now you sent me here to do so and so. Can I heal this boy? He never said that. He said, come out of him, Satan, and spoke to that boy and that boy was well. When he met Legion with 2,000 devils in him, it wasn't Jesus a crying, it was the devils that were crying. And if you're going to cast us out, suffer us to go into that herd of swine. Jesus said, now, Father, am I able to do this? He said, come out of him. And the devils took their flight. Sure, he knowed he was the Messiah. Let me just understand. Sometimes people get all the hooky spooks about casting out devils. Just know who you are. Just know who you are. You're a son and daughter of God and you got more authority than the angels that are in heaven. Stand in your place. Stand in your spot and say, Dada, get out of here. At the grave of Lazarus, he had been dead for four days. And they said, if you would have been here, Lord, he would not have died. He said, I am the resurrection and life. Not where, when, or how. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. He knowed who he was. He knowed what he was. He knowed that he was Emmanuel. 
He knew that he was the resurrection. He knew that he was the life. He knew that in him dwelt the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And he seen them, the little people there. He had seen what God had, had told them him then to do. And there he was. He never said, now wait, I'll go down here and kneel for a little while and pray. You believe that I'm able to do this? It wasn't him. He said, yea, Lord, I believe that you're the son of God and was to come into the world. There he identified something has got to happen. He stepped forth to the tomb after they had rolled the stone away and he called him by name. Lazarus, come forth. Jesus could have called a general resurrection that day. There will come a resurrection. We've laid some of our loved ones with, their, with the crown of that, that casket, their head facing the coming sun of tomorrow morning. That's more than a tradition. There's a covenant with God. One of these mornings on resurrection morning, they're gonna come up out of that grave. It's more than a song, Brother Shannon. There ain't no grave gonna hold my body down. I like that part in that song. When he walked out of that grave, I'm a walking too. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was identified with him hanging on the cross. I was identified him when they beat him until he was unrecognizable as a human being and put a plot of thorns on him and a robe around him that would stick to his body and then later pull it off. I was identified as he walked up the hill and they spit on him and, and they mocked him and they called him every bad name in the world. I'm proud to be identified with Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You talking about courage, it took courage. Godly courage. That every person in the world seemed to be against him. Every municipality and government was turned against him and they were screaming for Barabbas and screaming that he would be crucified. But he was on a mission and he would not be turned around. I want you to know I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission. Young lady that sent that letter to me this morning, you don't have to die. You don't have to die. Jesus paid the price of redemption. He paid for the healing power. Reach and claim your promise by courage. He spake and the blind saw, the lame walked, the deaf heard, devil screamed and come out, dead was raised. He said he didn't have to go pray through, he was the anointed Messiah. He was that Messiah, he knew who he was. He was in his position. He knew that he was sent to do. He knew that the Father had identified him to be the Messiah, to be the believer. And when he met that believer with faith, he spoke and devil scattered. He knew his God's given rights. 
He knew what he was. Sometimes we don't. Moses forgot. Samson understood. Others understood. Joshua understood. Moses forgot. God had to call his attention to it. Why are you crying out to me? I sent you to do a job. Speak and go on to your objective. I told you to come to this mountain. Take them children and lead them on. Just speak. I don't care what's in your way. Move it out of your way. I give you authority to do it. You spoke flies and fleas and creation and things like that. He said, now what are you hollering about to me now? Why are you coming to me hollering about these things? Just speak and watch it move on. Jesus, everything that he had, he spoke the word and it was so. God had properly vindicated him. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased to dwell. Watch him, I like this. How bravely, how majestically he stood there before his critics. He said, destroy this temple and I'll pray the Father and see what he does about it. Destroy this temple and in three days I'll raise it up. It wasn't a hope so. I'm going to do it. seems like sometimes a very difficult day. We're coming up on the anniversary of laying my mother into the grave and three years ago. <clears throat> and her dying words as she was slipping over, I'm ready to go. Because my mother realized this is not the end. My mother's not a gray-headed woman today. Are you with me? She's not a gray-headed woman. She doesn't have to worry with her, with her ankles and her, and her knees and the high blood pressure and the heart condition that she fought for so many years. My mom was a fun-loving, she, listen, she rode every roller coaster in this region. And she did it screaming to the top of her lungs with her mouth wide open and her smile was from ear to ear. She was full of life. She loved her family. She loved her grandchildren. She loved God with all of her heart. That has not diminished. Oh, hallelujah. The same scripture that said he will raise up his body Gives us authority. Power. In the name of Jesus Christ. Cast out devils. And speak with no tongues. And they'll take up serpents. And drink any deadly thing. It won't hurt them. If they lay hands on the sick. They shall recover. Possessing the enemy's gates. He said he died till the sun got ashamed of itself. He died until nature got ashamed and it failed to operate. The sun went down in the middle of the day. The stars wouldn't even come out. He died until the elements were so black until you couldn't see your hand in front of the middle of the day. I'd imagine nature said, let me die with him. Brother, the devil sent his precious soul into the bottomless pits of hell and the gates opened. But when he came out on that third day, he conquered it. His seed.
shall possess the gates of the enemy. He conquered death. He conquered hell. And on Easter morning, he conquered the grave. I'd like to report to you as Christian believers, you can go to our champion's tomb. It's still empty. It's still empty. It's a place where he laid. He didn't need to bite. He didn't need to bite. He just needed to borrow it. Hallelujah. He wasn't gonna lay there but just a couple of days. All of hell could not hold my champion. Muhammad Ali was a mighty champion. Mike Tyson was a mighty champion. But one day they'd meet their their enemy. Napoleon was a mighty champion. Alexander the Great was a mighty champion. Caesar Augustus was a mighty champion. Not gonna mention, George Washington was a mighty champion. But all of them would meet death. But when my Jesus met death, it was only a portal that he would step through to go get Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and to get the keys of hell and to come back and claim it. To take the sting of death. We don't have to fear it no more. Isaiah 54 says, Behold, I have created the smith that bloweth the coals in the fire, that bringeth forth an instrument for his work. I created the waster to destroy. Sometimes you just need to tell the devil that is fighting against you. Hold on just a second. You couldn't even create yourself. Brother Homer loved that little story about, you know, all those scientists gathering together and telling God that they could create the earth. So they had a conversation with God. We can do what you did. We can create an earth. And God said, get your own dirt. Yeah, get your own dirt. (laughs) That devil that torments you, he's on a time clock. I'm not, but he is. He's coming to an end. That's what he don't like about you. You're gonna live when? He don't live and he don't exist. Glory! (laughs) Hallelujah! (laughs) I want you to get it. I'm getting to an end. I want you to get it. Tell the devil, I'm gonna be here when you come. (laughs) 
talking about seniority. You can never get laid off from this job. Nobody can pluck you out of the hands of God. You are secure as Jesus is secure. <laughs> oh, glory. My brother walked into a company in Missouri and he had a, he had a job one time. It was called a hatchet job to where that he went to companies and and he would go on inconspicuously and be the man that was getting ready to clean the company out. And so one day he went into this company in Missouri and he was walking through and they was giving him a terrible time for being there. They talked to him viciously. They gave him a horrible time that day. You see, he was there. He was like an angel unaware. He was picking them a new president. He was picking them a new boss over the whole thing. And his job was to get rid of all the top notch. And at the end of the day, all those guys that gave him a hard time, they was all sitting in a great big room. And he said, today you had an opportunity. You actually had a job interview. And you that gave me a hard time, are out of a job. Pack your bags and go home. I'm having way too much fun with that. Because I can see all across this audience, I wish God send that man to my company. I got some people that I want him to go in the office to. Come on, church. What about your God? Brother Ron, that was vicious. That was his job. Glad I didn't have it. Are you with me? Those companies are prosperous, but they were bankrupt at that point. And he went in and got rid of the dirt. Oh, hallelujah. That's what Jesus did. He went down into hell. And he took the keys to the kingdom. And he's going to tell the devil, I don't need you no more. 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 I'm trying to get you to get something. I'm taking this analogy to get you to get something. He's tormented you and he stays in your home. I know some of you don't like it or not, but you know, I personally hate lazy. I hate lazy. I absolutely hate lazy. If you want to know what Brother Ron hates, lazy. L-A-Z-Y. I hate lazy. Go ahead and spell it with me. L A. Z, Y. People that, that are entitled to think that they get everything, they don't have to work for it. They don't have to do nothing for it. And it just, you know, just cause I was born, you will owe it to me. I'm preaching to the right audience. Maybe out there in the land, they might get mad at me. I got a feeling I'm all right here. 
with me. So the devil moves into your house. He ain't paying your house payment. He ain't paying your car payment. He ain't paying your grocery bill. Somebody ought to help me preach right here. He ain't paying your insurance. He ain't paying your taxes. And he sits right there on your couch and makes fun of you. Kick him out. This might make you mad, said we live in a society where we've got kids 35 years old that ain't never hit a nickel. They ain't never worked a day in their life and they expect their parents to take care of them and watch over them and be over top of them and they can sit there and grumble and complain. Kick them out. Do them a favor. Kick them out. Take courage. Kick them out. Go get a job. I know John likes that because he's been a worker all of his life. We believe it. We believe work. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is my pet peeve. This is my bucket. <laughs> I just so happen to be on it. Yes, I'm eating a mint. <laughs> Trying to get myself back to where I need to be here for a moment. I walked into Starbucks the other day with, with my family here. And there was a man sitting there. He had borrowed the, the pen to write his sign out. Looked like a well-able body boy. How hungry he was. The same place that he borrowed the, sign, the pen was, there was a sign that said, help wanted. He reached across the help wanted sign to get the pen. right over here just leave him alone dad it took that guy right there to keep me from telling that boy you reached across what you need that come in after they're saved for two weeks they know how to run the business 
They know how to do my job after two weeks. <laughs> now, if you really want to make me laugh, it's tell me how to do my job. <laughs> I told you, Matthew, here we go. It's that honey badger. It's that honey badger. I done fought great big devils for all of these years. I'm going on 40 years of preaching. And I done fought devils. I've seen people come out of wheelchairs. I've seen cancers delivered. The dead raised. Some of the worst heathen in the world come and be real sons and daughters of God. I've seen the worst of the worst raise up out of the galleys and the gutters and the homeless situations and become real sons of God and become active members, presidents of companies and become top line citizens of the United States and, and China and overseas. I've seen people rise from the gutter and become presidents of their own companies. I've seen God do incredible things. Absolutely sovereign, incredible things. I stood with a man in China and we were standing in a little, little place and it was just a narrow place and he had a business that had, that had literally fell apart for years over and over again and he had put incredible amount of energies, decades of energy into this business and he's working, he's an incredible worker and if you saw his hands, you could see the calluses on his hands and he's a real servant of God. If you, if you needed a cup of water, he'd run to the moon to get you a cup of water if he had to. He's a kind of a fellow that's right there with you. Pick up your bag. I, 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 preached, I preached around him. And listen, he, I've never carried my bag around. I'm not asking you to do that. But if I'm, if I'm walking to a pulpit, he'll grab my bag and carry my bag. But I'm standing at a spot. And I said, just a moment. I feel the Holy Ghost. I said, God wants to bless your business. He wants to bless your Chinese partner here. He wants to bless your business. But he wants to bless your business until where you can't even hardly believe of how much that he's blessing your business. I got a letter two weeks ago. I got a letter two weeks ago. Said, Brother Ron, you won't believe how much I cannot explain to you. It is beyond fathom to believe how much God has blessed my business. Come on, church. If God is your partner, if God is your partner, if God is your partner, you better have big plans. But it takes incredible courage for you to believe who you are. It takes courage for you to believe who you are. coming to an end. What God deposited on the inside of you, he wants it to live. God has a purpose for you in your life. But every time that you get up, the devil will whisper in your ear, hindering thoughts and unbelieving thoughts. 
and remind you of who you used to be. But remind him, I'm not that man no more. Little lady, I don't even know your name. But I want to tell you, if you ever get to the spot that you really believe who you are, and you get it for yourself, you can to Sister Suzanne. Throw me a name. Sarah. Well, that's a good name. Ain't that right, Sarah? Sarah, won't you stand up? Sarah, won't you stand up? Now, let me tell you something about this, Sarah. So you'll see something about yourself. This Sarah was floundering in life and had done dropped out of school and she'd went to work on do nothing jobs. Is that right? And her life seemed to be going away and one day I was standing in the parking lot and God spoke to me, tell her to go back to school. Is that right? And to believe in herself. Ain't that right? I told you. I said, you got to believe in yourself. You got to quit listening to the words that you're no good. Queen B, you know I'm telling the truth right here. Come on, church. Come on, church. Young people all across this building, I want you to raise your hand, Seth. Believe in yourself. You don't have to be a teller forever. You can be the president of the bank. Ain't that right, brother Nathan? Come on. Don't just give me a job. Come on. Sarah went back to school. She had some difficult days, and she'd send me notes from time to time, pray for me. But remember, I took her through some difficult times. Through some difficult times. Sometimes you see people in a pew and you go, ain't it nice they're there? You don't know what they went through to get there. You don't know the troubles that they went through to get there. I want to tell you, God will take care of you. Sarah, he'll take care of you. What you can't see through tomorrow and the next week and the week after, he'll take care of your home. He'll take care of the critics. He'll take care of your family members that said God ain't real and they'll be your biggest critic. But I want you to know God's in control of your life. Give him everything. Thank you, you can be seated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say, Brother Ron, I want a service just for me. Well, she got hers. Brother Justin sitting back there a few weeks ago, he didn't know what God was telling him, but you just got to the tip of the iceberg. So they went home and they looked up what an iceberg is. Most icebergs you only see at the top. But if you get under the water, they're a huge mountain. Come on, church. My God is unlimited. 
Can I finish in the next five minutes? Can you help me now? Go get your land. But there's giants there. Go get your land. Everything in the book belongs to you. Go get it. This Bible prophecy is yours. Go get your land. We're living in Bible times, Connie. This is our book. We're people of the open book. This is my book. And you may have to do like I do. I got a list here. Do you know that everything has happened on this list except for one thing? And I'm going to preach to her next week. So a God that's taking care of 99% of it, Ella, are you listening? Are you with me? He's taking care of 99%. He's a big enough God to take care of the 100th percent. with this I went to have coffee at the coffee shop in Switzerland and I sat with the ministers some deacons are sitting there and said are we going to have a prayer line tonight and I said I don't know I haven't been given the instructions yet we're coming towards service time we've only got a few hours left we're coming towards service time as ministers, we just wait on what God does, wants to do. Because I can't do anything. And I went into that room, and I can't remember exactly which one it was. It was 09. And I can't remember what floor I was on, two or three. And I walked into that room, and I got down on my knees, and I, I began to pray. And it was a little bit, you can always, how many's ever been in a room when you know you ain't alone? All of a sudden, you know you ain't alone no more. You was alone a few minutes ago, but you ain't alone now. And I felt him in the room. And the Lord spoke to me. It was interesting instructions. Tonight, before you even preach, I want you to tell the audience, make a list. Make a list of your needs. Write them down. As a petition before God. And God will answer your prayers. Sometimes we have to get courage just to write it down. Because it takes some, it takes some, it takes some faith. This is more than a wishing show. Come on, church. More than a wishing so. You remember when Brother Branham was sitting there with Hattie Wright? He was telling her a story about creativity of those squirrels. That's what he was doing. He was telling her about the spoken word coming to existence of the third bull. And he was simply sitting there on a normal day talking about supernatural things. 
that had not been given to man before and he was sitting there and he was telling her of how the squirrels came into existence and he was just conversating with her. He brought her, he brought her some milk and some meat and some things and she responded, that's absolutely the truth, Brother Branham. And she responded, that's absolutely the truth. And the angel of the Lord responded, give her what she wants. Are you with me? Make a list. Make a list. Give her what she wants. And Brother Branham cautioned her. She could have got generational wealth. She could have got healing for her sister that had been sitting as an invalid all of her life. But she asked for the greater part. The salvation of her two boys. Now this is an action service. What are you going to ask for? What are you going to ask for? Sister Wanda, did you get what you asked for? I'd say you did. What you going to ask for? What you going to ask for? I like doing business with God that says I'm going to meet your need. And you know that there's not a devil in hell can stop it from happening. Greg, we're a long way down the road now, buddy. We've been buddies a long time. But I sat in the office with you when everything looked impossible. Ain't it good? Ain't it good? You couldn't have a better son. You couldn't have a better situation than what you got right now. Sitting on a front row, there's people in hell give good money to sit there. You can't, you can't hardly have it much better than this, Brother Steve. I wouldn't trade this for all the money in the world. Amen. Let's just talk to him for a little while. Jason, you know that when you go to work and you're running that equipment, that the angels of God that was there with you, that preserved your life, they're going with you every day to work. Amen. And he's proved he'd be faithful to you at that spot and he preserved you and told you, get out of that hole. Now that God's just not temporary and he wasn't there just for a day or two or he wasn't there for just that moment but he's always with you. Hallelujah! What seemed impossible, Sister Donna, is possible today. But my God shall supply all Oh, thank you for that phone call a little while ago, Brother Mike. Brother Mike was so excited that we was having service this morning. He said, you did the whole thing for me.
May have did it for John too. That's what it takes. We'll get it, John. Let me just say this to you. God came to the earth for me. Catherine, he came here for you. For you. He came for you. I'm not done, but I'm going to stop because I'm at the spot that you need to take this home with you. Here's what I'd like for you to do. I want you to refresh your list. Because some lists are two years old. Carly, you was on my list. <laughs> Ain't that good, girl? That's good, ain't it, girl? <laughs> That's good, ain't it, girl? <laughs> Hallelujah. Ain't that good? Satan was after her. I'm a, I'm a pastor, but I'm almost like a parent here. I feel like every one of you are my kids. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I'm a kind of guy that fights. I ain't willing to lose none of you. And I seen it coming. I wish I could tell you how I feel and put it into words right now. But I feel good. John, I feel real good. Whenever Jesus is with you, you feel real good. Don't you love him? Now here's the deal. It takes courage for you this evening to take a few moments and make a list. What good is it to put down, I want a prince in shining armor? Now, Suzanne got that. <laughs> I'm going to get a picture this week with him with a shield on time. Of. <laughs> on your list, is it God? Where do you want me at? What do you want me to be doing? I want to serve God with all my heart. I would like to have 100% capacity. This is the last day service of a new year. And we've closed a decade, we've closed a year. But there's some parts that I have been a little selfish with that I didn't give my all. How you know that, Brother Ron? Hey, I know me. I weigh 155 pounds, but I didn't give my all. So I walked by a Krispy Kreme donut 
box this morning, put my hand over in it, and got the jelly filled, put it in the microwave, and did it for 12 seconds, knowing I'm on a diet. Thank you, Brother Randy. I didn't give my all. Would you do it again? In a heartbeat. Let me just talk to you real serious now. We're approaching rapture. And everything that can be shaken will be shaken. You won't be able to hold on unless he's holding on. It will get darker. It will get worse. It will. But being a Christian will only get better. And he will never leave you. And he'll never forsake you. And he'll be with you. And every morning this year, I want you to get up and say, God, what do you want to speak to me out of your book? And God, point me to the word. And as I read it, Father, give me courage to believe it. Now, I want you to repeat it with me. My God shall supply all my needs. Not wants, wishes, and dreams, but he will supply all my needs. God bless you. Let's stand to our feet this morning. Give the Lord a good hand this evening. God is good all the time. Hey! 
Sunday morning service. Amen. Hope you enjoyed this. God bless you. We love you with all of our hearts. He's good to us, Sydney. Pray for the buddy Andrew. Will be speaking for us the next Saturday night and Sunday night. God bless you. I just, I just know they had a wonderful time this morning. We love you with all of our hearts. Amen. He's good to us, isn't he? Let's sing that song one more time this evening. Amen. God is good. Oh, all the time. He put us all good grace in this heart of mine. Oh, God is good. My God is good. Oh, God is good all the time. You're dismissed. God is good all the time. Bye. 